We're at the beginning of a new series this month. I'm excited about this series. It's part of our, our focal point this year. is called Tell Me the Secrets. And we're looking into Scripture for different secrets that we can find and how we can apply them to our lives. And the secret that we're going to be looking at this month, that we're going to be focusing on, are different aspects of outreach and service. The song that, we just, that they just sang, I love the beginning of it. The call is to community. It's who we're called to impact. That's the call. Are you ready to answer it? My prayer is that we will discover the secret to these things. We will discover the secret to outreach. We'll discover the secret to service as we look into God's Word. And this morning, we're going to see what is required of us to truly serve like Christ. Uh, Spoiler alert, in case you haven't picked up on it, today I'm going to be talking about when Jesus washed his disciples' feet. I call it outreach from the inside out. Now you may be thinking, how is that possible? I am changing the definition of outreach. That's why we have a pitcher and a basin. But it's more than just the pitcher and the towel and the basin. This month, I want to invite you all to help me build this mosaic type of illustration. So each week, you're invited to bring something in to add to this illustration. Because throughout the whole month, this is going to grow from a pitcher and a basin and a towel to something so much more. It's going to grow into that call of community, if you will. Full disclosure, I need to tell you, some of the things that you bring in, you won't get back. (laughs) Just so we're clear. Not that I'm going to keep them for myself, but some things you bring in, I'll give back to you. Let me explain it this way. June 12th, next week, I'm going to be talking about ministering to one another. And what I want to invite you all to do, and tell your friends and neighbors too, next week as you come in, bring a canned good. Bring a non-perishable food item, if you will. Not Snickers bars, okay? Like something of value, something of of health, if you will. I want you to bring those in. I don't know who we're going to give them to just yet, but I know there's a family in our community that's going to need that stuff by the end of the month. So next week, and actually it doesn't have to be just next week. Throughout this month, between now and the last Sunday of June, I want to encourage you, if if you want to bring in an extra canned good, just place it right here in front of the baptistry. Just pile it up. Also, cards of encouragement to one another. Outreach from the inside out. You see, sometimes we we get so focused on trying to, to do something for the people outside, we step on each other. And we hurt our feelings. We do... We do selfish things, trying to serve others. And so this month, we'll have a basket up here as well uh, through the week. If you write a note of encouragement to somebody, if you write, I don't know, maybe it's a note of forgiveness. If you want to just do something for someone, even if you don't know their address, we're going to make it easy on you. If you don't know their address, you just put their first and last name and a stamp on it. We'll find their address. Now listen, in all fairness, if it's like your second cousin that we've never met, that doesn't work because we don't have their address, okay? Um, but, but if it's someone here from the congregation and you're like, you know what, I just want to encourage that person. First and last name, throw a stamp on it, we'll take care of the rest, all right? So this month, bring in uh, some non-perishable food items. We'll just set them right here. Bring in uh, some mail, if you will. It's kind of like camp. It's camp season, so we're going to have some mail call going on. Bring in some mail. June 19th, Father's Day. June 19th is Father's Day. Father's Day is June 19th. Kids, moms, there you go, Father's Day, June 19th. 
we're going to talk about the secret of leading your family in service. So, Dad, spoiler alert, you come in on Father's Day, I'm talking at you. I'm going to talk about how you need to impact our community, how you need to teach your family about outreach and service. That doesn't mean you get to skip out on that one. I expect you here. But I need you to bring in some tools on that day. I'd like you to bring in some of your yard tools. Put your name on it. We'll give you back your tools. I'm not going to give your tools away. Okay, so bring in some yard tools. Bring in your mechanic tools. Bring in maybe some kitchen tools, some things you would use to, to maybe bake some cookies or to do something. And we're going to set those up over here. We're going to continue to build this kind of mosaic living illustration each week. Uh, June 26th, this is the one I'm really excited about. It'll be a family Sunday, and we're, it's the Faces of Service. And I'm going to help you put a face with service. And, and so as, you, as we come into that, that time frame, if you have some ideas of how we can serve the people in our community, you can write those down, put them in the basket as well. But we've got some ideas that we're going to challenge you with on June 26th about serving and about outreach in our community. Anytime during the week this month, anytime on a Sunday, you can bring these things in if you have them. Uh, help me. I just want, I see this just being built as just really unique mosaic kind of illustration. I don't even know if mosaic is the right word. It was the most artsy word I could think of, but I just, I want to build this illustration because it started with a, with a pitcher and a towel and a basin and it ended with, with 12 people literally changing the world through their actions. And I, and I want to kind of just build that for us this month. And so just so you know, we're going to be challenging you. At the end of the month, I'm going to challenge you as a family to go out and serve in your neighborhood, to go out and serve in our community. But before we even get to Family Sunday at the end of the month, I want you to be praying with your family now. Start praying through the month. And as you pray with your family, as you pray together about this, ask God to show you how your family can begin to look for opportunities of service. How you can begin as a family. It's summertime. Your kids aren't at school. All right? They don't need to be sitting in the house playing video games all day. We need to find a way to impact our community. Pray about that as a family. Ask God specifically, Lord, how can my family impact whoever? Whether it's across the street, whether it's just in the community, whether it's across town. Be praying about that and do it together. Don't, moms and dads, don't pray, dear Lord, show us how to lead our family, and then walk in and go, get up, you lazy bum, you're going to mow the neighbor's yard. Don't do that. I mean, you can if you want, but encourage your kids in this decision. Encourage them to pray with you. Seek their ideas. Seek what's on their heart as well about how we can impact our community with outreach and service this month. And as I said, on the, on the end of this month, the last Sunday, Family Sunday, Andy and I are going to challenge you all in, in ways that we can impact our community. And with all that being said, will you pray with me so we can look at what, how Jesus impacted his disciples? Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you that with such simple things, the, a towel and water and a, and a basin, how Jesus set an example of service he set an example of outreach in a little room that changed the world. I pray, Lord, as we open up your word, as we look at your word for the secrets to outreach and service, that as they're revealed, we'll apply it to our lives. I pray that we'll leave here differently than how we've come. 
It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and turn to John chapter 13. We're going to kind of hang out there today, if you will. Um, actually, full disclosure, we're going to John 13 all the way to 14 to like chapter 7 or verse 7, something like that. But this is where we had John 13, chapter 1. It was just before the Passover festival, and Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave, his, leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal. He took, out, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin. And then he went and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath only need to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, and though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that is why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes, and he returned to his place. And he asked this question. Do you understand what I have done for you? Do you understand what I have done for you? I have to pause here for a second and I have to think, what could possibly have motivated Jesus to do that? What could have motivated him to take this lowly position? John says the hour had come for him to leave this world. And that Jesus knew the hour had come for him to leave this world. What would, what would motivate him? Outreach from the inside out. The ones he loved were in the room. Let's keep reading. We can find this motivation behind the action of taking on the servant's role. Verse 13, Jesus says to them, You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and your teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Okay, it's starting to unfold a little bit. Jesus is laying it out for him, but here comes a little bit of a detour. Verse 18, I am not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the passage of Scripture he who shared my bread has turned against me. I'm telling you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I ascend accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. 
After he said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, Very truly, I tell you, one is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss. They were at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter, I play this out in my mind, Simon Peter motioned to his disciple and said, Ask him which one. Ask him who he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. And then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered him. So Jesus told him, What you are about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas has charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the festival or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. Listen to this very closely. This is a revolutionary thinking here, in my opinion. Jesus is about to blow their minds. He says this right here, verse 34. A new command I give you. Read this command with me. What does it say? Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Whoa. Did you hear that? There's the answer to our question. What would motivate Jesus to wash the feet of these men? It's, it's not like it's early in his ministry and he's just collected his disciples and he's setting an example at the beginning. It's the end of his ministry. John says that, that Jesus knew his hour had come. And one of the last things he chooses to do is to wash their feet and encourage them through this action to be prepared to go and serve others. He does it before he is beaten. He does it before he is betrayed. He does it before he is crucified. And he does it because of love. It's okay if you missed it, because Peter missed it too. Verse 36 says, Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, where I'm going, you cannot follow now, but you will later. See, if I was Jesus, I would be like, right now, Peter, just love one another. I already told you, you'll come later. Focus on the love. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Peter, right now, just love one another. I don't need you to lay down your life for me. I need you to love one another so people will know you are my disciples. By this they will know you are my disciples. Verse 38, then Jesus answered, Will you really lay down your life for me? Truly I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And then we go into chapter 14. And Jesus says to them, again, it's almost a repeat of what he's already said. In case you missed it, he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back 
and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know? Thomas, did you forget about love already? It's not time yet, Thomas. Just You just prepare to love each other. I'm laying this out very simply. <laughs> love, they'll know you're my disciples. I'm going to prepare a place, and you're going to come later, but right now just love each other. I told you that we'll follow later. Jesus answered him, though. Verse 6, Jesus is so patient with these men. He's so patient with us, and he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And he has served you. You see, here's the thing. Jesus washed their feet. He did it because he loved them. He healed you because he loves you. He's fed thousands because he loves you. He shares this verse with him. He says, hey, if you really know me, you'll know my father as well. And from now on, you do know him and you have seen him because you have seen me in action. You've seen me heal people. You've seen me love people. You've seen me feed people. And I've done all of it because I love those people. I've answered all your trick questions because I love you. That's what Jesus is saying. I look through Scripture and I see all these things that Jesus did. He met with people in the middle of the night. He met with, 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 um, with Nicodemus. He met with you while you were out of your mind, naked in the cemetery. Not you personally, but the, the garrison, the demoniac. He met with you while you were standing exposed before Him in front of your accusers because of your sin. And he did it because he loves you. He raised people from the dead because of love. Jesus did these things not just to say, look, be like me. He did these things because in the very beginning we were created in his image. And now almost 2,000 plus years later we're still here fumbling through life in his image and sometimes we do a less than average job of it. We think about what Jesus did. We try to plan stuff like that. We're going to have a foot washing ceremony. I know people that wouldn't come to church if you had a foot washing ceremony. I don't want nothing to do with feet. Things are nasty. It's true. <laughs> I thank you. I got some nasty feet. Y'all don't want to wash my feet. But it's it's more than that. He said, love. Love them first. Outreach from the inside out. Look around you right now. Look at the person next to you. Look at the person behind you. Make sure they're awake. Look around. What did Jesus tell his disciples? You read that verse with me. What did he say to them? Love one another. Love one another. There's more than just washing feet. That's why I went through that whole chapter with you. Knowing Jesus knew what was going to happen. 
John says, he knew his hour had come. His hour of betrayal, his hour of people turning their backs on him, he knew it had come. And knowing what was to come, knowing what was going to happen, he still chose to show them his love. Knowing that Judas would betray him. He washed Judas' feet and then he handed him a piece of bread and said, go do it quickly. Knowing that that this was going to happen, knowing that, that Peter would deny him, Jesus washed his feet. He still reached out to Peter. He served him in love by washing his feet. It was one of the the lowest positions a servant could have in a house was to be the foot washer. Essentially, you were like the doormat when you think about it. Knowing the other disciples would fall asleep while Jesus is praying. Not just once. Twice. Again. And he served them by washing their feet. Knowing that later on they would all scatter. That they would leave while they're placing him in a tomb. They would, they would, they would just cut loose. No one to be seen while they tormented him. While he was crucified. While he's carrying his cross. While he's dying for them. He still chose to wash their feet. And tell them to love one another. Knowing that Thomas would doubt. And even at the very end, Thomas is still asking directions. How do we know, Lord? Show us. But he knew Thomas was going to doubt the good news that Jesus was alive when it was told to him. And he still reached out and he washes Thomas's feet. John tells us what else Jesus had knowledge of. He knew his time had come. John 13, 1, it was just before the Passover festival and Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And he showed them one last act of love and he turned them out on the world, knowing that we sometimes would love ourselves more than we love Jesus. Knowing that we, like Judas, would choose to turn our backs on him from time to time, he still went to the cross. Knowing that like Peter, we would bolster up in faith one day and turn and curse and deny him the next, he still chose to go to the cross for us. Knowing that just like Thomas, that as Christians we would have these seasons of of doubting his very existence. Knowing we'd fall asleep in church. Knowing we'd sleep in and skip church. Knowing that sometimes we would put ourselves before him, he still chose to walk that path. Knowing we would scatter sometimes from the first sign of trouble. Knowing we would argue over stupid things. Knowing we would have petty fights and disagreements because of personality differences and things like that. He still chose to fulfill his father's plan. Why would he do that? Outreach from the inside out. Jesus' secret, the secret to outreach and service in a word is love. Verse 34, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. Brothers and sisters, the secret to outreach and service, the secret to serving like Christ, the secret to leading your family in service, the secret to to the faces of service, the things that we're going to talk about, it all comes down to love. You don't have to be smart. 
for outreach and service, which is why I'm good at it. (laughs) You don't have to have a Bible college degree to tell somebody about the love of Jesus Christ. You don't have to have this, this knowledge to serve somebody, to put someone else first. You don't have to know all the answers to all the questions. The secret to outreach and service is love. You can't serve like Christ, though, if you're constantly looking at the past of your life. You can't serve like Christ and be a reflection of Him when you're allowing your past sins to hold on to you. You see, the secret to outreach and service is love. You're going to have to love people. You're going to have to love people who are different than you. You're going to have to love people who look different, act different, smell different, even from the inside out. If we try to share the good news of Jesus Christ without love, and we're just going through actions, James says that we're just a clanging symbol. Hit that big one a couple times. No, the other big one. It's broken? Oh, great. Bang on them. Just, just clang them away real quick. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Hit that other little one too with your pedal, with the foot thingy. Yeah, just keep clanging. Keep going. Keep going. Who wants that? <laughs> Thank you, by the way. We could have planned that, but then it would have like rhythm and stuff in it. And I didn't want rhythm. Who wants to just... It's not what Jesus called us to do. Don't just go out clanging around. Go out with love. Go out with service. As we come to our response time this morning, the praise team is going to sing a song. It's called The Invitation, and it's by Trevor Morgan. And I want you to listen to these words, and I want you to think about some of the things that have been said this morning. The... um, the reality is, some of this mosaic that we're going to make this, this next month, some of you need. It's more than just, ooh, we made an illustration. Some of you need an outlet. You need a place where you can write a letter and you can leave it in a basket. All right? And, and if, if maybe for you, you need to write a letter, maybe it's to yourself. If there's an envelope that doesn't have a name on it, we're not going to read it. Okay? We'll just file it away for you. Whatever's holding you back from being a reflection of love, whatever's keeping you from loving the people around you, that same thing will keep you from loving the people who are out in our community. You'll leave here, and you'll want to tell somebody about Jesus, and you're just going to be a clanging symbol that just has no value to it. And his word, his example, his life is so much more than that for us. Don't don't just be a clanging symbol. Be a reflection. Think about the words to this song. If for you, in order to, to start outreach and service, if you need to leave something behind, our elders are here. They'd be glad to pray with you, to share with you set up some accountability with you. Maybe in order to do that, you realize that you need to submit yourself to Jesus Christ first in baptism. The baptistry is ready. Um, It's always ready. We can make that happen. 
Whatever it is that you need to do so that you can begin today when you walk out of here prepared to wash somebody's feet. It may be in the form of groceries. It's, it may not actually be going to your neighbor's house and going, Hey, Bill, I'm going to wash your feet today. He's going to be like, No, you're not. <laughs> but you get the idea. And sometimes it starts from within. I want to challenge you today, if the only response you have is to right a wrong, to fix a grudge, to shake a hand, whatever you need to do to prepare yourself to go and be that reflection so that we can go and reach out to our community and serve like Christ did. That's the response I want from you. Will you stand while the praise team sings this song?